Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you. Hope you enjoyed the college football and NFL games over the weekend as we roll through all those games and break them down for you. We got Loaded Show, Todd Furman, my Fox Bet Live co-host, Sean Merriman, lights out himself, and Joel Klatt, lead Fox college football analyst. All of them hanging out with us. Encourage you to go give us five stars. And if you do, you'll be glad that you did because you might win a five-star t-shirt. It's the envy of the world. All you have to do is check it out. Go right now. Download the podcast as you are doing and give us a five-star review. The podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is Christmas season on OutKick. You're about to hear a lot of Christmas tunes all throughout the show, and that also means that we're coming down the stretch run of the NFL and college football, and we have got so much to dive into. I want to start with Sunday Night Football, where the Chiefs are a monster. They're an absolute monster. No one is going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this year as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field once we get to the playoffs. I know there are a lot of you out there that are wildly optimistic about your team in the playoffs, and that's what the NFL sells us and everything else. No one, I don't believe, is going to beat the Chiefs this year. And this is pretty crazy. Since last season, the Chiefs are 20-1 and in their last 21 football games. Let me repeat that. 20 and 1. There's only one team in the last 20 or 30 years in the NFL 
that has been that good for that long, and it is the New England Patriots. I mean, 20 and 1 is not supposed to be able to happen in the NFL, where everything is set up to try to create even matchups and there aren't massive differences between one team and another. And relatively speaking, there are hardly any double digit lines. Here you go. The Chiefs 21 times have played and 20 of those games in the last 21 they have won, which led me to ask a question over the weekend that I was kind of curious to see what you guys would respond to because as good as the Chiefs are right now, I feel like we're kind of in the same place with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so on Saturday night, I put up this question. You can only pick one who you got Chiefs to win the Super Bowl or Alabama to win the national title. Over 40,000 of you voted. Bama wins the national title, got 69% nice of the vote. The Chiefs got 31% of the vote. That is a just unbelievable parlay you could roll out there. I've got money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and I've got money on Bama to win the national title. I think they're both going to get it done. Now, that is the takeaway from Sunday Night Football is just the Chiefs are as good as you can possibly be, and they play to the level of competition, right? I mean, that's the story of the Chiefs this year. So sometimes people out there can say, well, they haven't been that impressive. A lot of their division games have been close. I don't get too worked up about that because, again, I think the Chiefs are typically playing to the level of their competition, and I think they can score as many as they need to score. I think they are going to be fine. Next week, they go on the road against the Dolphins. Pretty interesting game, right? Because the Dolphins have a solid defense. We'll see how that matchup goes. Then they go on the road against the Saints before they get to finish with two games that should be relatively easy for them, the Falcons and the Chargers. So if you're playing this game out right now and you're trying to sketch out ahead and think about the Chiefs situation, ordinarily, you would maybe care a great deal about whether or not you have home field advantage. I don't care at all if I'm the Chiefs because if you have to play against the Steelers, it's not like there's going to be massive weather differential. The only issue is you probably would rather have the bye week to get everybody healthy so you don't have to worry about uh, about any of the issues there. But I got Patrick Mahomes. I don't care where these games are being played. So as we are now officially close to it. I know we got two Monday night football games and we've got a Tuesday night football game. We're basically 75% of the way through the NFL season. And if you're sitting around, you're wondering, okay, well, who would the Chiefs be playing if they were to host a home playoff game in the first round of the wild card? They'd be going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Do you feel like the Colts have a very good chance to go on the road and beat the Chiefs? Do you like Phillip Rivers or do you like Patrick Mahomes in that game? I, I just don't even think it's going to be remotely close, right? I feel like the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl and there are a lot of teams out there and a lot of fan bases that are convincing themselves their team has a chance. I'll tell you what, my team doesn't have a chance. I'm a Titan fan, season ticket holder. I've been to five games this year. Took my, uh, I went with my son and my nephew and my brother-in-law to the game on uh, Sunday And congratulations to all the Browns fans out there because the Browns came in and probably played the best half of football. It might have been the best half of football the Browns have ever played, at least since they were renamed the Browns and had the expansion franchise 
in Cleveland. I mean, it's been since 1994 that the Browns were 9-3 and three on a season. And they came in and they were up 38-7 at the half. Baker Mayfield, uh, Jarvis Landry, that entire Nick Chubb, that entire offense just dominated the Titans. And I'll tell you, look, the Titans may win this division, uh, the AFC South, for the first time since 2008. We'll see. They're tied right now with the Colts. Uh, they're, uh, they're up in the tie break. Had two really good games in a row on the road. Come back home, lay an egg, get your ass kicked. I mean, that's basically what happened. Wasn't remotely close. The Titans have no chance to win the Super Bowl. You know that I, you have to be, I think, rational about your team's chances based on what you've seen through 12 weeks. I would say the Titans have a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl. And some people out there are going to say, what do you mean 0%? The Titans can't get any pressure on the quarterback. They have zero pass rush whatsoever. They went out after they made the AFC Championship game last year, and they said, hey, if we're going to get past Patrick Mahomes, we've got to get big-time rush defensive ends so we can get pressure on Mahomes with our front four. And they went out and they signed Vic Beasley, total bust. They released him after they gave him $9 million. They went out and they signed Jadavion Clowney. He's basically done for the season, didn't even get a single sack. Total bust of a free agent signing. So they spent over $20 million on two guys they thought were going to be able to get pressure on uh, the uh, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes this league, and they can't do it. And so even for a guy like Baker Mayfield, he barely got touched in the entire game, and as a result, he was able to have his way with the Titans secondary. And so to me, you look at the Chiefs if you are in the AFC and you have to answer the question, hey, can we beat this team? And the Titans can't beat the Chiefs. They're not going to do it. They have no hope uh, of doing it. So the Titans have no chance to me to win the Super Bowl. I think they have a 0% chance. Um, If you look at the rest of the AFC, I think those are questions you have to ask. Be 100% rational. Don't be a crazy fan where you're sitting around like, oh, my team's always... No, it's the playoffs. The Chiefs are going to play phenomenally well. If Patrick Mahomes is there, then the odds of your team beating them are almost entirely predicated on whether you have a great pass rush with your front four. Before the Dupree injury... You could make that argument for the Steelers. I don't think you can make that argument anymore. So I think the Chiefs should be a prohibitive favorite to win the Super Bowl for a second straight year. What else did we learn out of the NFL uh, games? I said the Titans are not a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I'll toss them on the scrap heap of NFL oblivion. They got to get rush defensive ends. I don't know if they'll ever have another Javon Curse. That's what they need in order to be able to have a chance to beat a team like uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think the other thing we learned is the Jets are really, I, I, I don't want to say they're intentionally tanking because I think that's difficult to, to rationalize. But I don't understand, if you look at that coverage, I pulled a stat here that I saw on social media because I was like, this is remarkable. There's an argument out there that they were tanking and that they were intentionally setting up an opportunity here. I don't think they were necessarily doing that. I think Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, is probably trying to send a message about playing, uh, you know, all the way, balls to the wall, not leaning back at all. Listen to this. The Jets' decision was literally unheard of if you go and look at all the play calls that are made in the NFL. The Jets sent the house 
that seven pass rushers on the Raiders game-winning touchdown, a Hail Mary-type situation where only a touchdown hurt the Jets. It's an unheard-of play call in the data set. Going back to 2006, the Jets are the only team in the data set to send six or more pass rushers that met all three of these qualifiers. Final 15 seconds of regulation between a four- and eight-point lead, 40-plus yards to the end zone. Entering today, there have been 251 pass plays run in that situation since 2006. What the Jets did has never been done before. Rarely can you say the decision made by that coach has never been made before. According to that data, that is pretty unbelievable to have never seen that happen before is pretty extraordinary. So I don't know that the Jets were trying to lose. And again, I don't really think that they were. But when you make a decision that has never been made before in 15 years or 14 years of football and your fan base basically wants you to tank for Trevor Lawrence, I think you have to take a step back and and wonder about that a little bit. The other big takeaway in the NFL, again, Chiefs aren't getting beat. Browns get to 9-3. and three. Jets and the Jags, for that matter, both find a way to make sure that they lose so they're still competing for Trevor Lawrence. How about the Giants? The Seahawks started off 5-0. and oh. They're now 8-4. and four. That Seahawks loss bumps them out of the playoff picture as the leader for the NFC West knocks them all the way down into the wild card. This battle between the Rams and the Seahawks down the stretch of the season now with both teams having four games remaining is going to be pretty intriguing to watch because that's the best division in all of football. But the Seahawks just lost to Colt McCoy and the Giants playing without Daniel Jones. Giants taking a pretty decent little lead in the NFC East now and looking like they may be the overall number four seed and getting to host a home playoff game Who in the world would have ever predicted that? All right, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Todd Furman. We will break down everything in the world of college football and the NFL with him. If you're a college football fan, I'll also give you the college football playoff picture and the latest that I am hearing about everything there. Uh, As we finish the first hour of the program, Sean Merriman scheduled to join us in hour two and Joel Klatt, both those guys typically joining us every single Monday. They will as well, scheduled anyway, an hour two and an hour three. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now by my Fox Bet Live co-host, Todd Furman. You can find him on Twitter at Todd Furman. You can also hear him sometimes belly aching over the uh, over the gambling gods. I'm curious for you, like with all the college football games going on and all the NFL games going on and COVID in general, has this been a good or bad year for Joe Public in terms of trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, information is king, right, in terms of being able to be a consistent winner. The better information you have, the better value you can find. But with COVID, it seems like there's just like, it's like being on the river in, uh, in, in, in you know, like poker. 
there's just so many flops that are coming out. Like suddenly a guy's not playing, games going on, it's not going on, the crowds, everything else. How would you assess this overall? I'll say that the NFL has actually been easier to try and handicap. I know a lot of folks out there saying, well, when underdogs cover and you see improbable results, like the Giants beating the Seahawks, those are some of the things you look for when you're betting games. You try and find reasons to make cases for the inferior teams to go out there and compete. College football has been completely different than anything I ever possibly could have imagined because, like you said, information is king, and normally we get our hands on a lot of the best intel. But the perfect illustration is you have guys getting ruled out at Ohio State their entire offensive line, for example, are three out of five starters. Georgia Tech down 10 starters on their defense. And I have to give some of these schools credit. They're keeping it very tight-lipped. They're not disclosing that information. And there are a lot of professional bettors that are still scrambling to try and get that particular intel to even have a chance to get the best of the number. We were, we're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to lay out the college football playoff picture. But I want to ask you this. Uh, in terms of value, Alabama, to me, looks like by far the best team in college football, right? And obviously you can have injuries, you can have COVID-related issues that might emerge. Do you think that Alabama should be a substantial favorite to win the college football playoff right now? There's no doubt that they're the most complete team, and I think uh, the defense that we were concerned about earlier in the season when Ole Miss went up and down the field on them yep. suddenly this appears to be a lot more solidified than it was. But at the same time, there are some questions about this overall Alabama resume. While they're getting whole and they're getting healthy, the last five games they played since knocking off Georgia and kind of lighting a fire under them at 41-24 in the second half, you beat Tennessee, you beat Mississippi State, you beat Kentucky. The Auburn game in the Iron Bowl, okay, I'll give you that one, although we know Auburn Auburn on the road isn't quite the same. And then you go on the road and beat LSU. If Alabama goes out there and obliterates Florida and we see the defense click on all cylinders there, there's no doubt that this team is the overwhelming favorite. I think they still are because that receiving core appears to be impossible to stop in space. What do you think Alabama-Notre Dame? Like uh, To me, I think there's a decent chance that it's Alabama-Notre Dame if you kind of read the tea leaves and make your projections. Uh, what do you think that line would be? For me, uh, because I'm a little bit higher probably on Notre Dame than some, I actually make that number in that nine and a half range. I would open it up a little more than a touchdown in that dead zone, which is surprising to some because when you look at the way that the number projects out for Clemson and Notre Dame, the folks at FanDuel said that they at least on the surface coming into this week, wanted to open Clemson right around a 10-point favorite in the ACC title game. I think Alabama doesn't deserve to be more than a 10-point favorite against Notre Dame in that spot, but I think the market is going to come out a little bit stronger than where I anticipate. What about if Clemson and Ohio State had a rematch, which obviously was a really, really intriguing game last year? How would you assess that Clemson-Ohio State line, and how difficult is it to even get a read on Ohio State? You talked about Alabama and maybe not being challenged. I mean, the Big Ten obviously has been a total mess, and other than Indiana, arguably Ohio State really hasn't played any good teams. I think both of those teams are extremely flawed, and there's no doubt you mentioned the revenge angle. Justin Fields would be healthier for this matchup, but Ohio State's secondary, I think, is vulnerable and ripe for the picking. So when you consider what Trevor Lawrence is capable of doing, while Clemson doesn't have the same NFL-caliber wideouts we've grown accustomed to, I think that's where Clemson would have its biggest edge. But when you look at the Tigers on the other side defensively, I'm not quite sure they've encountered an offense that's as dynamic as what Ohio State would throw at them in space, having guys like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I think Clemson would open a short favorite. I'd be very interested to see where that market would go. Uh, as that number, you could make a case for Ohio State being a one, one-and-a-half point favorite, or you can flip it and make Clemson a modest chalk as well. 
All right. I know that you thought there was some decent value uh, potentially on uh, as you kind of looked forward on Seattle. That was before they went out and lost to the Giants, but you were looking at their schedule. You felt good about them winning the NFC West. What happened, and have you changed any of your thoughts about the value there? I think this was a trickier spot than anybody uh, gave the Giants credit for. There's no doubt Colt McCoy, a downgrade from Daniel Jones. But I think this is as much a reflection of how well the Giants have been playing, and it continues to go under the radar. You can make the case that with a couple of points here or there, the Giants wouldn't be 5-7. and seven. They could theoretically be riding one of the longest win streak in the NFL. Because we look at their first win when they beat Washington 20-19. to They lose the following Thursday by a single point to the Eagles 22-21. They follow that up on Monday night, losing by two points to the Bucks, And have since rattled off a questionable, off questionable call, right, for people who've forgotten exactly. down the stretch against the Bucks. So if they're able to win those two games, suddenly we're talking about the Giants as one of the hottest teams in the league. And when you look at the Giants' upcoming schedule, three out of the next four will be played at home. The Arizona Cardinals don't appear to be clicking offensively. I think the Giants' defense can have some success there. They'll get the Browns at home on December 20th. They go to the Ravens and close with a home game against the Cowboys. Don't look now, but suddenly the hire that a lot of us laughed at with Joe Judge and a resume that we didn't quite believe in has the Giants thinking that, hey, look, we're the team to beat. I do think Seattle got caught looking past the Giants, and they'll have a chance to get healthy next weekend against the Jets, who inexplicably, I'm not quite sure what that defensive play call was yesterday against the Raiders. Yeah, well, we're going to talk with Sean Merriman about that in the second hour. He's been out on the NFL fields for a long time. It felt so, so strange, and we talked about that some to open up the show. Uh, But I was at, you know, I was at the Titans game against the uh, Browns, and Arguably, the the Sunday before against the Colts was one of the best halves I've ever seen the Titans play. And then they had probably the worst half that I've ever seen them play in person against the Browns. What do you take away from that? Is that an aberrational game or did that make you change your opinion of the Browns or the Titans? I think the biggest thing that we knew about the Titans was they had a lot of question marks coming into yesterday's game defensively. And was there a team out there that was capable of providing a balanced attack? And this is where you give Kevin Stefanski full marks for being able to replicate a game plan that we saw earlier in this year from his former team when the Minnesota Vikings, before they were healthy offensively, went up and down the field on the Titans, utilizing play-action pass, getting some of their talented receivers in one-on-one matchups on the outside. And the one thing that haunts the Titans every single week is their inability to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks so when you have worst to play pass rush in, in the nfl I, th- I think it legitimately yeah. is i mean it's absolutely abysmal and when you play eight guys in the box to try and take away nick chubb it puts those corners that have actually overachieved this season on a bit of an island to cleveland's credit they took full advantage they weren't conservative what is interesting for those folks that wake up and see a 41 35 obviously a 28 3 scoreline for the titans in the second half distorts how dominant Cleveland was in the first half. But it does, I think, answer a lot of questions we had about Cleveland. Could they step up in class? How would things look? Meanwhile, suddenly the Titans are very much in a dogfight with the Colts to come out on top in the AFC South. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Who would, how would you assess the Titans-Colt race uh, in the AFC South down the stretch? I think the Titans still have a slightly easier schedule. When you look at a road date against the Jags, home against the Lions, and a road date at Green Bay and the Texans, you figure 2-2 two and two should be the worst-case scenario for what they're going to have to endure. Meanwhile, the Colts, on the other hand, I believe they come out here to the desert next weekend and take on Vegas. 
They have home dates against the Texans and Jags. It'll be interesting because I'm actually not sure who would ultimately win the tiebreaker if both these teams finish 10-6. and six. I defer to you as the resident AFC South expert there. It would, it would depend on how the Titans do against the Jags and against the Texans because the Colts lost a lot, what feels like forever ago, against the Jags to begin the season. So the, the, the Titans and the Colts have split 1-1, so the AFC South could come down to best division record, and that puts a lot of onus on the, uh, on the Titans. And I don't even know. Somebody out there can, can let me know. If they end up both with the same division record, I'm not even sure what the next tiebreak <laughs> is. I, 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 I don't even know. I mean, I, my yeah. thought would be maybe it would be AF, best AFC record. Uh, but I'm not even sure. Do you go to point totals? I, I, I'm not sure if uh, you know you split and then you uh, and then you end up with uh, the same division record. That, that's a great question. And I think when you look at the Texans, there's no doubt they'd love to play spoiler in a couple weeks. And we've seen these quick turnarounds usually work out in the favor of the team that loses the first game. But as far as the Colts and their prospects to win the division, I think it boils down to coming out here next week where they'll be about a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite at a Raiders team that you want to talk about fortune. I know we alluded to it extremely much so to still be in the playoff race because of the Jets' brain fart defensively. Yeah, well, or their intentional. I mean, that's one of the wildest things that I've ever seen uh, to, to allow the, to give up the touchdown pass there like they did. Yeah, I mean, when you look at a defensive back biting on a double move and there's zero coverage, no safety help over the top, what was he worried about? That Henry Ruggs was going to catch the ball in front of him for 25 yards and the Raiders were going to kick a field goal to lose by one? Yeah, I just it don't does, it's really bad situational awareness on his part. Yeah, how you try and wrap your head around it. And I know a lot of people believe in conspiracy theories. Hard to argue with what we saw there. But ultimately, that may just be the Jets taking an aptitude to a complete all-time high. What about the Saints? Taysom Hill gets his first touchdown pass. They find a way to beat the Falcons. They're sitting pretty, I would say, uh, right now at 10-2. and two. The Eagles have fallen apart. We'll get to the Eagles maybe here in a second. Uh, but the Saints have the Chiefs game. They got the Vikings. They got the Panthers. I mean, you have to feel pretty good, I would think, if you're a Saints fan, about the odds of your team being able to get to 13-3. and three. There's no way I don't think they'll do worse than 12-4. and four. And that puts them in pretty good shape probably to be the overall number one seed. Yeah, the one thing uh, that you'd be slightly concerned about is you want to go back in time and hope that you had actually beaten the Packers uh, yeah. with, with that particular win. Suddenly the resume looks better because Green Bay's schedule going forward, other than the game against the Titans, they have a great opportunity to finish 13-3, and which would mean New Orleans at best could finish in the two spot unless they were able to run the table. But I think this New Orleans defense is gelling at the right time. We talked so much about how this team was going to look with Drew Brees on the mend and Taysom Hill taking over. Sean Payton has proven that he just needs a quarterback as a placeholder because the defense raises its level of play when Drew's not out there. And you do wonder, given all of the Saints' play off shortcomings in recent years is this finally the season where they're able to get over the hump in my opinion they're still the most complete team in the nfc and you can kind of throw a blanket uh, over the packers seahawks and a couple of other teams fighting for second we're talking to todd Furman at todd Furman on twitter you can watch him with me on fox bet live at i don't know are we on early this afternoon as opposed to uh, to later I can't even keep track. I yeah. think we're on a half hour before the Steelers-Washington football game, so at least we'll have a chance to bet both Monday night games later this afternoon. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then we got a Tuesday night game as well. Uh, Todd Furman, appreciate the time, my man. We will uh, talk to you next week. Always a pleasure, Clay. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be as we finish off the first hour of the program and i told you i was going to talk about this a little bit but i am 
really kind of intrigued to see what's going to happen down the stretch in college football because we didn't really learn anything from the games that took place on Saturday, by which I mean there were no upsets and teams that were left kind of out floundering on their own. So let me walk through this with you a little bit for those of you out there following the college football playoff picture. Uh, All right. There are, I believe, six teams that are squarely in the mix to make the college football playoff team uh, playoff. Now, there are other teams that could end up making a run if everything fell apart. The Cincinnati's of the world, maybe uh, out of the Pac-12 and undefeated USC, potentially. One of those kind of teams could make noise if everything completely fell apart. But when you actually look at the way the season is breaking out, it seems to me pretty clear there are six teams from which the four playoff teams will come. All right. And here they are. In the SEC, Alabama, who just put it on Coach O and uh and LSU. And I think that analogy, and we may talk about this later in the week, the analogy that I made, many of you will remember, after week one, when LSU went out and got embarrassed by KJ Costello in Mississippi State, which seems like forever ago, September twenty-sixth. I said, oh man, that feels a little bit like Gene Chiswick the year after Cam Newton left and Auburn went from 14-0 to 8-5. Well, now LSU, beaten incredibly soundly by Alabama. I think Devontae Smith is still running open. Definitely felt like Nick Saban as they hung 45 on him in the first half, wanted to send a message to Coach O and to LSU for the way the game went in Tuscaloosa last year. But you look at that situation, and I would be stunned beyond belief if Alabama lost to Arkansas in any way. If Alabama beats Arkansas, and I think they're a 30-point favorite, the tide is effectively in the college football playoff. All right, They will be the first team to lock up a college football playoff berth, and I think they will do it on Saturday, even before they play against Florida the next Saturday. Okay, that's one. The other one in the SEC that now has a pretty clear path is Florida because Florida's got LSU based on what Kyle Trask did to Tennessee and based on what Kyle Trask has done to every SEC team that he has played so far. I don't see very much likelihood that Florida's going to lose to LSU. So I think 9-1 and Florida is going to be rolling into the SEC title game against 10-0 and Alabama. And Florida has to beat Alabama in order to get to the college football playoff. Alabama will already have punched their ticket for the college football playoff. All right, A&M went on the road against Auburn, got a good win there. And so if you look at what A&M is doing right now, they've got Ole Miss, and I think that'll be a shootout. And it wouldn't shock me if Lane Kiffin went down to, uh, to Aggieland and pulled off an upset. But you got Ole Miss this weekend in theory, and then next week you go on the road against Tennessee, it would stun me beyond belief if Tennessee were able to be competitive with Texas A&M. So I think there's a good chance the Aggies are going to get to 9-1. and So in the SEC, you've got Alabama, you've got Florida, and you've got Texas A&M, all three of which believe they have a chance to make the college football playoff. All right, what about in the ACC? The ACC, I think smartly, protected Notre Dame by taking away their game against Wake Forest, 
protected Clemson a little bit by taking away potentially a rematch game against Florida State, even though both those teams would have been substantial favorites. And you've got 10-0 Notre Dame going up against 8-1 Clemson in the uh, in the ACC title game. If Clemson wins, they are in. And if Notre Dame wins, they are in, certainly. But I believe if Notre Dame loses a competitive game, they're still going to be in. I think there's a good chance the ACC is going to get Clemson and Notre Dame in. All right, that's five teams. Then you've got Ohio State, who we're still not sure exactly what's going to happen in terms of their game against Michigan, or whether the Big Ten athletic directors are going to change the rules about what allows you to qualify for the Big Ten uh, play uh, for the Big Ten title game. And so those are the six teams, right? I think all six of those teams can feel decent about their college football playoff chances. All right. Looking ahead, here's how it could shake out. Alabama, I believe, will be in as soon as they beat Arkansas. It won't matter what happens in the SEC title game. Okay. So I think you basically can pencil in Alabama. I think there's a very good chance that Clemson and Notre Dame, barring Ian Book getting hurt, knock on wood, something crazy happening like Clemson going out with Trevor Lawrence and beating Notre Dame like 45-3 to or something of that nature, magnitude, I think Notre Dame is going to be in the college football playoff as well. So really, we are talking, assuming that, that Clemson wins, we're talking about three teams that look pretty good for the college football playoff which would mean there are three other teams, Florida, A&M, and Ohio State, all competing for potentially that final spot in the playoff if Clemson beats Ohio State. Okay, Florida's got the easiest road. If they beat LSU and they were to beat Alabama, they are in the college football playoff, okay? If Ohio State wins out, but Florida beats Alabama and... Clemson beats Notre Dame, I don't think it would matter what Ohio State does, and I don't think it would matter what Texas A&M does. I think in that scenario, we would end up with four teams before we even got to A&M and Ohio State. We'd have two from the SEC. We'd have two from the ACC. Okay? If if Alabama beats Florida, which is what Texas A&M and what Ohio State need to be rooting for, then that could theoretically open up that spot, and we could end up, and I think this is what the most likely scenario is, I think we end up with 9-1 and Texas A&M versus 6-0 and or potentially 7-0 and Ohio State. And I think the Buckeyes would probably get in there, But I'm a little bit apprehensive if I'm a Buckeye fan, a little bit nervous just because we're not necessarily going to have, as an Ohio State team, that many opportunities to make a statement for the college football playoff committee because we only got the opportunity maybe to play six games, maybe to play seven games. And it's possible that Ohio State only has one top 25 opponent in the Big Ten all year. But that is the college football playoff picture as you break it down and try to think about where and how and which teams are all going to be in the mix down the stretch. I think we've effectively cut it down to six teams. Now, this, by the way, I'm a huge proponent of an eight-team college football playoff system. I don't think it makes sense this year, 
because of all the COVID-related issues, I think it would be that much harder to actually get the playoffs done. But that is the big picture universe of the college football playoff picture. Dub, you are an Auburn fan. You watched Texas A&M take it to your team. Anything that I just said about the college football playoff picture that confuses you or that makes you think, hey, there's maybe a wrinkle there that Clay didn't address? No, I mean, I think you laid it out perfectly. And at this point, I think it's pretty much straightforward. And the teams on the outside looking in right now, I don't really give A&M that much of a shot. I think right now, really, it's going to be between Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Florida. Those are the three teams kind of on the outside the top three that are going to be vying for that fourth spot. So I think it's going to come down to the championship game weekend. If Florida can pull the upset, that's really the key game, in my opinion. If, if they pull the upset and Clemson takes care of business, then it's going to be the ACC title uh, game teams and the SEC title game teams. That'll be your four. So I think that's probably... Uh, not likely, but that's that's what it'll be. It's interesting. Uh, I asked people on Sunday, so I write a starting 11 column out there for everybody who's a college football fan. I write it every Sunday morning after all the games take place on Saturday. Rank my top 10, rank uh, the Heisman contenders, break down the playoff increasingly as the season progresses. And I asked, and look, this is these uh, these polls can be manipulated quite a bit on social media because you don't know who exactly is voting. But this is, I always say a great poll question is one where it almost ends up dead even 50-50. And I said, let's presume Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame are in the playoff. Tide goes 11-0. Clemson beats Notre Dame in a good game. I think all three of those teams easily end. And the fourth spot comes down to 9-1 Texas A&M or 6-0 or 7-0. We don't know how many games they'll play. Ohio State. Who do you vote to take? 52% of my audience with 51,000 votes in said Texas A&M. 48% said Ohio State. Now, I think on social media, some of the Aggie fans were sharing the poll more aggressively uh, than others. So then maybe Ohio State fans were, although we've got a huge contingent of Big Ten fans because of all the fighting that we did to get the college football season to actually happen in the Big Ten, all of the work we did to make that a reality. So I think the most likely selection there would be Ohio State. Um, And the challenge then would be, are you going to put Alabama against Ohio State or are you going to slot your playoff teams, which is what I think they would do, so that Notre Dame and Clemson don't play for a third time. So I think you probably end up, this would be my guess, with Clemson against Ohio State and Alabama against Notre Dame. So if you're asking me right now, as we roll with two weeks to go, 13 days, whatever the heck it is, uh, 13 days until the college football playoff uh, is officially announced, I think Ohio State will be the four seed, if I were guessing. I think Alabama, sorry, I think Alabama will be the one I think Clemson will be the two. I think Ohio State would be the three. And I think Notre Dame would end up as your fourth team overall in the college football playoffs. So you get Alabama against Notre Dame. Big time blue blood programs going head to head. Television would be ecstatic about that. And then you would get a new version of Clemson against Ohio State. Those two teams played a classic last year. Ohio State felt like they were robbed by some of the officiating decisions. I think that's where we're going. Dub, would you take that four that I just laid out 
Alabama as the one, Clemson as the two, Ohio State as the three, and Notre Dame as the four as a uh, as a potential likely one to four seeding. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And in, in terms of Ohio State against Texas A and M, I don't know who in the right mind would take would think that A and M is a better. I mean, Ohio State would probably be a ten point favorite over Texas A and M. I mean, double digits. Yeah, it could it could end up Notre Dame at ten and one compared to Texas A and M at uh, nine and one, right? If if Notre Dame lost and Ohio State in my scenario gets in as the three, do you agree with me that they wouldn't want Clemson and Notre Dame to play for a third time in the college football? They won't say that that they're looking at the overall matchups, but I think it's pretty clear that they're trying to avoid that from happening. Well, especially when their last game, each team would have been against each other. They're not going to yeah. have them play back-to-back. Yeah, I just think that's a very low chance. And by the way, I think there's a low chance they would do Alabama against Texas A&M as well. I think they'd try to avoid a rematch if that scenario was ever in play either. All right, when we come back, we'll dive back into the NFL college football. Biggest takeaways from the weekend at the top of the second hour of the program. Sean Merriman scheduled to join us. Uh, Want to thank all of you, encourage you, go download the podcast, give us five stars, make sure that you don't miss a single minute of the program. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 